Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I am your host, Melanie Studley. Hello, my friends. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and welcome to the show. Today, we have an awesome guest with us, and we've met him a couple of times, gotten to know him, and this is the first time he's been on the show. So welcome, Dr. D, Dr. John Deloney. How's it going, man? So good. How are you guys? Doing good. fantastic. That's outstanding. Yeah. So give us a little bit about uh, who you are for for our listeners who may not know who you are, um, or if they haven't listened to Dave Ramsey's show yet. They definitely don't know who you are. So just give us a a quick synopsis of who you are, what you do. You bet. I'm a dad and a husband, and I recently joined this Dave Ramsey's team as a new personality working in the mental health and wellness and wholeness and relationship space. And um, I spent the last almost two decades working in colleges and universities as a nerd and an administrator there. And um, so it's fun just to change gears and join this squad. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. We we first met you, although I didn't get to meet you because after your talk, you zipped out of there. And I was like, oh, man, I want to talk to him so bad. Uh, we met you in October last year at the influencer event. And like the stuff you were saying, oh. being a therapist myself, I'm like, ah, I met someone in the field who, who gets it and who knows what they're talking about. And, and then you ran out. So this is almost. <laughs> I was, I was weeping. I, I couldn't handle it right. It was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so good. Your speech at the event was so, so good. You are a powerful speaker, man. Thank you yeah. so, so much. Yeah. For that real. whole and event then we was got a gift. To, that was cool. I know. Mm-hmm. And then later I found out that we share a love for anything Filson brand, Off. a love, a love for outdoors. And then to top it all off, the the cold dip the cold water therapy is like hey, I listen, don't know anybody I'm corona free and I'm attributing it almost entirely to the daily cold bath so it's cool that's right that's right did you take a cold shower this morning I didn't I kind of wimped out today oh <laughs> man 
I, I, I was taking my cold shower and I knew we were going to interview you this morning. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm, I have to do it. I'm not going to say it. I was uh, literally eating Mike and Ike's for lunch and I thought, they're going to call me on this, like on this <laughs> thing. Man. You know, I'm, I'm letting myself down today. That's all right. Now uh, I like to think no of you worries. eating Mike and Ike's being like, I don't have Corona. I no. don't have Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so healthy. Good. Yeah, yeah. If you put enough poison in your body, Corona's like, dude, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. It's like an antidote. Yeah, right, you you, right. you edge it out with other things that with, are bad for you. You can <laughs> shove it down with carbs and sugar. It's so good. That's right. <laughs> oh, this is a terrible show already. I know. <laughs> We've done it a horrible job. We're, we're, we're endorsing stress eating. So. Yeah, right. don't do that. No, no, no. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So talking about stress and anxiety, which we're going to reframe into fear because that, that word does get overused, I think. And then if we overuse something, it loses all its meaning, right? It's like Absolutely. saying, I love everything. I love Mike snow cones. You're like, <laughs> I love you, Melanie. It, it, it doesn't have the same value, right? So let's kind of jump into some of the things that we wanted to talk about. And you being in the field as a therapist, as a professor, this is your jam. You know, you're in mental health, you're in crisis work. So we wanted to provide some tips and tools and some add some real value to to your listeners and to our listeners about what we can do to normalize our new normal. Outstanding. You know, uh, to talk about what's different. How can we weather this? How can marriages weather this? Uh, finances, kids, everything. Mm-hmm. Very real. Thank you so, so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And oh, real yeah. quick, I'm not a licensed therapist. Um, I got a PhD in counseling, and I chose the easy way out. I didn't go all the way like you did, so good for mm-hmm. you, man. Ah, You're man, not a therapist, I, I wanted you just to teach play too. One on TV. I, I thought about like post uh, grad stuff. I was like, five years? Do I want to be in school for another five years on top of my? <laughs> no, so I didn't go that route. That's right. Good for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what what are you seeing? Like in, being in the field, what are you seeing? Some people talk about some fears some stresses that are going on um i think this i'm feel i'm feeling people's get squeezed um we're such a spun out and exhausted and leveraged society um with our time and our money and our resources and i think that we live lives with so little margin that it just takes one thing like this either psychologically or practically or we can't skip a paycheck right and so um, and then the whole thing falls over, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm feeling is this general, um, I've seen on college campuses, especially the last decade, where anxiety has just kind of done this, right? A, almost a vertical trend line. This isn't that. I think this is actually people scared and saying, oh, gosh, what do we do? Um, and I don't have anything in reserves to help. Um, and by the way, I've got to learn to be a, a, a co-parent, and I'm going to have to, we're both working from home now, and we're both homeschool professors now. I mean, the whole thing is just different all at the same time. And so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing people leave their heads a little bit and suddenly have to figure out what in the world do we do now? Oh, and there's yeah. no toilet paper, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> On top of that. Well, one thing you said, like, leave, leave our heads a little bit. And the, the thing that I, because I'm always in my head, and that hasn't been the best place to be all the time, because it inhibits me from, like, being with, Melanie and other people that I love and care about with my heart because I'm always thinking about the next thing or what's this deadline or what do we got to do here or clients there so this in in fact has helped me get out of my head and into my heart a little bit you know so is there well tell me what you think about that mm-hmm. you're you're pretty good in your heart always mm-hmm. f- for the most part but tell me uh like for people that are in in their heads what do we do how do we how do we get out of that well i for me personally just my my type of behavioralness my attitude my 
self whatever what is the word i'm trying to say you're my personality you're seven Goodness on gracious. the enneagram type. seven on the enneagram <laughs> oh, but uh i think part of it for me is that if i'm in my head all day which i've done that many times mm-hmm. i am shutting out my children and my children are watching me mm. and especially now when my children are watching me 24 7 and you know i'm becoming i'm a homeschool mom all of a sudden of three kids a 12 year old 11 year old and seven year old I can. I actually cannot be in my head. And one of the things that I learned that was the most powerful tool from Dr. Dan Siegel in his book, uh, I think it was either Mindsight or to, uh, whatever. He's got Awareness. a book about uh, Aware, one of them, mm. was that when you can, as a parent... Uh, literally just voice the things that you're feeling inside your head. Of course, not not something freaky or scary or weird. You actually help your children process through their own feelings by modeling that behavior for them. Mm-hmm. And that was really huge for me because even if I'm like, man, I'm so tired and I don't want to make this coffee or I don't want to make this you know, snack or dinner, whatever it is, if I can say that out loud to my children and they go, oh, mom feels tired, but she's still working hard and she let me know she's tired. So now I can, you know, mm-hmm. it is. it becomes this sort of like, um, domino effect of cognitive awareness mm. that is really, really amazing and it's really, really beneficial. But so, you have to be careful because you're not going to look at your... <laughs> I know, you don't want to like... You're not going to look at the kid and say, I don't want to make this supper right now. I don't want to make this sandwich for you. Right. Um, but I it's think that's, that way. that's to me something that's really helpful that people don't realize we have the power to do is share our inner worlds in a way that's helpful, in a way that's um, engaging and brings about clarity. As mm-hmm. opposed to, I'm assuming what Seth thinks, or my kids are assuming what I think or feel. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it makes great sense. In fact, you said something on the Dave Ramsey show yesterday, John, about I don't I don't remember what it was verbatim, but I'd like you to speak about it again about um, the the power of not freaking out. And I know that you've been in amazing, amazingly <laughs> stressful crisis situations before with clients and like being that strong person not have not like you have to be this super stoic immovable force but being in the in the moment uh with that person and not i guess mirroring their fear or craziness or crisis what well, i can't i can't remember the term but speak speak to that a little bit sure um so i'll, I'll loop back and and kind of touch on something that you just mentioned melanie and then i'll get to where, where you were seth um mm-hmm. i think we have to remember that um, we do a lot of living in our own heads, and kids are just one giant sponge. And so we may not want to make the coffee. We're not going to turn around and say, I don't want to make the coffee. But our kids can feel that all over mm. us, and they internalize it. And if they don't see us make the coffee, or sometimes if they don't verbalize if we don't verbalize it, sometimes they assume, oh, mom's upset with me, right? And they start trying to figure out ways to solve that, right? Mm. Um, and that goes over to, like you mentioned, just being in with people and their worst of their worst and their lows of their lows. Um, one of the great things I was trained, one of the great statements that has lived with me forever in trauma and, and crisis response has been calm is contagious. Mm. And so um, the way we were trained is if someone says, hey, you know, that student over there is going to kill themselves and we need you immediately. And I freak out and start running down the hallway. Then I have just brought my chaos and my fears to an already wild situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you'll often see a good crisis counselor smile and start singing and walk slow, almost to the point that it's it's I've been in situations where the people around me are unnerved by how calm it is. Yeah. And then we get there and then I do my freaking out at night um, when I'm home by myself. And then I think, whoa, that was that was wild. Right. Yeah. Um, and then and then when you marry the two. So we had some tornadoes rip through Nashville a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. um, I knew my son was hearing about it. He's almost 10. He was hearing about it. He was processing it. 
And so I put him in the truck and we went over there and I let him see the destruction. I let him, um, he helped me clear out one of our friends that had lost everything. But I also made sure he saw all the people out there with meals and with chainsaws helping remove limbs. And I kept reminding him, things happen, but look around, people are good. And mm-hmm. so he got to see and feel and process trauma with his whole body, not just with his frontal lobe. And our bodies are incredible resources for healing us from those things if we get out of our heads and let our whole bodies take it on. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and going back to that idea of, of how you respond in a crisis is, is how other people are going to respond. That's just basic mirror neurons. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, you're, you're mirroring what you... Well, if you're aware of it, first of all, you have to be aware of like mm-hmm. what you're feeling and you have to be in check with your own body before yeah. you can go out there and model mm-hmm. that. Uh, but that's so important, especially in this time when there's a lot of things that we don't know about. It's a new time mm-hmm. for so many people. So we've made it a real point to check in with the kids and talk to them about it. Like, hey, you're out of school, but you know we're going to do super awesome homeschooling. We're going to do all kinds of different things. I'm I'm home more now, and we just take make it a point because one of my favorite sayings, you know, as a parent is more is caught than taught, mm-hmm. right? So if those kids can catch mm-hmm. our calmness, catch our leadership, catch our mirroring, all of that, catch our response to stuff, then they're going to be able to process whatever they're feeling in their little bodies more mm-hmm. calmly. And, and, and I think that's one of the greatest things, that's one of the greatest successes that we can do as yeah. a parent. It's like, hey, let's model yeah. this stuff. Well, the thing that it makes me think of is as we're in this times of like people don't know what's going on, stuff's changing every day. Like we just got our um, stay-at-home order. We're not supposed to leave our houses now um, unless it's like absolutely necessary. So that's weird and feels strange. And it makes me think of, this is going to sound really weird for a minute, but our neighbor's dog, our neighbor's dog is behind a fence. And if it sees our dog, it goes into psychotic mode and it barks and runs and freaks out, right? And that energy of that dog, like, comes off onto all of us. Our our dog freaks out. Our kids go, ah! There's nothing. Nothing is going on. I've that got dog those can't dogs that live next door to me too, man. It's so weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's really crazy because that dog goes crazy, and then we all go crazy because we don't know what to do about it. But in this, but in the parental role, we're that like lead pack dog, and if we're the ones going crazy our little litter is going to go crazy too, mm-hmm. right? So we need to practice that sort of inside out teaching of, okay, this is how I am a little bit scared, but here's what I know. And here's what science says. And here's what, you know, our neighbor who's a doctor says, and here's what watching, you know, watching videos on how to wash your hands. Right, <laughs> like here's right. what that says. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good, it's a good um, practice. I think for parents, especially who have little ones at home right now is, um, just educate yourself, live inside out with your mind, talk about these things, work them through together, but don't mm-hmm. be the crazy pack dog that's freaking everyone else out. And right. also it's important for us to let our kids um, see us be vulnerable too. And so mm-hmm. it's been important for me to sit down with my, he's 10 and I have a four year old. And so our conversations are different, but I tell my son, I'm kind of nervous. We were in New York city last weekend and I got super sick the other night and I ended up going to get a test myself and I let him know, Hey guys, I'm I'm scared how this is going to come out. Yeah. And so then we prayed about it and we talked about it. And I, he got to see how I worked through my fears. Um, mm-hmm. And then we celebrated when it came back negative And it was great. And so um, one of the things that my wife set up for him is a, um, like a coronavirus diary, like a scrapbook. And we're mm-hmm. going to put the, uh, make a time capsule, if you will, so he can pull it up in 10 years. And we'll have newspaper clippings and what made him nervous and what he was excited about and 
So I want him to process it as he can as a 10-year-old, right, which is going to look different than a 15-year-old and super different than my 4-year-old who's just maniacal mm-hmm. and loves everybody at home, right? Um, but it's going to look different for everybody. But um, like you say, processing and, and just remembering that they're watching everything you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really important that you brought up the the vulnerability piece. Like we have to model that too. Absolutely. You know? And mm-hmm. with our different family families of origin, we talk about family of origin all the time on our show. And it's so important that if the, if these things weren't modeled in our family growing up, it's important to unlearn those things and relearn those now. So we do talk about, well, we talk about mostly everything in front of our kids, finances, some worries, some stress that we have, but the huge difference is we're not putting it on to the kids. There you go, right. We're not putting anything on them, and, and we make it a real point to uh, make sure to check into them. Hey, buddy. Hey, sis. What are you thinking? How's it going? And they and they talk. You know, mm-hmm. they'll they'll definitely talk. And then that's that's the chance where we can either reinforce something that they were thinking, like, "Hey, Dad, you know, I'm kind of scared, but it's okay, right? We're gonna be fine." Yeah, buddy. And then we talk about that. Or if they misinterpreted something, like, "Dad, we don't have any money," you know, or yeah. something. <laughs> you know, whatever little kids can kind of create in their own minds. It's a chance for us to re correct that. And it's so important to unlearn stuff that, you know, maybe things weren't modeled in our family Mm -hmm. the best way. Of course, some things were, Mm -hmm. but another goal as a parent is to take all the good things from our family of origin, learn from the bad things and perpetuate and learn and grow and uh, move forward, move forward in that way. Yeah. The way I I like to think about it is putting a picture in my kid's head. I want him to have a picture of what a sane dad during a crisis looks like. And Mm -hmm. I want him to have a picture of what a dad who loves his mom when things are hard looks like. And so that he can live into that later on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so important. And yeah. this this may sound weird, but like when I leave for work or come home or whatever, I make sure and like give Melanie a hug or a kiss, right? And I also make sure that the kids see it. Not in a weird way. Yeah, not, not in a, not, <laughs> I mean, of course not. I mean, that's kind of pathological. We'll talk off camera because that's... <laughs> right. <laughs> no, You're no. Weird. Like... You know, hey, we, we have a family prayer time. We, we do this. And then they see me modeling and they see her modeling too. Like, oh, this is a, a healthy relationship because I guarantee it. If kids believe and perceive and think that their mom and dad, their main caregivers are healthy, then they're, they're not going to worry about other stuff or have like mm-hmm. different maladaptive reactions. Absolutely. You know, and it lets them on. tether into the top of a structure and they can rappel off the side with a firm foundation, right? They can go have exactly. their, their adventures yeah. of growing up and learning. Yeah. Um, tied into something strong. strong. So, beautiful. I like beautiful. what you said about creating a vision or like a picture for your child to see what a, like a healthy father looks like in a time of crisis. Because I think right now, as people have, they have extra time on their hands. Mm-hmm. And I think what would be really great, um, a practice that people could do is sit down and think of this vision for themselves, whether that's a day-to-day routine that they do with their family. Uh, like, for example, we started doing our family, like, uh, what's the word? Not It's not a chore list. What is it called? Like rules. Like family vision goals. Like family yeah. rules. It's like be kind, be helpful, yeah, sure. be respectful, right? And then on top of that, we do a, a prayer every morning. We did not used to do that until mm-hmm. now. We, d- we started doing it because we have to homeschool. I need the kids to be kind. I, we're uh, like our pace is slower. We've got the time. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, I'm able as a mom, if I'm aware of it, to sit down and go, hey, I can create a vision 
of how I actually want to be in this season Mm -hmm. where things are uncertain because life is always uncertain anyway. So Mm -hmm. let's have that in our minds before we start and then teach our kids again, that sort of inside out learning thing where we're telling them why we're doing these things. And um, so I don't know, that just came to my head as you were saying that Mm -hmm. that idea of creating a vision. So many people don't do that practice and I think it's really powerful. I think you're exactly right. I think one of the, um, and we could talk about this on a whole other interview. Mm -hmm. One of the main challenges is that we think in pictures and we speak in words. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I often will sit with my wife, um, especially in the past, and she would say, I need you to be a better husband. And I would say, we'd have a great conversation. I'd say, you're right. I'm on it. And then that night I would have another adjunct teaching gig. And at 445 the next morning, I'd be out of the house and in the gym. And I'd stay out of the kitchen while she was making breakfast. Because my picture of a great husband was someone who made enough money and who had a six-pack, even though I'm old now, and who let her have her space. And her Mm -hmm. picture of a husband was a dude with kind of a belly who was in sweatpants watching TV with me on the couch. And so even though I was trying so hard to meet her, um, we ended up further apart than when we started. And so I've stopped asking, hey, what do you want to do this weekend? And the language in our house is, what's your picture for the Friday night? Um, what's mm-hmm. your picture of this date going to look like? Yep. Because she may say like, hey, let's go out Friday night on a Monday. And dude, by the time Friday comes around, I have spun myself up and like we're <laughs> going to end up getting on a plane and going to stay in this crazy hotel. And, <laughs> and her picture of Friday night is like, I'm going to have six burritos and I'm going to be in bed by nine o'clock. Right. And we end up Friday night comes and we but just do this, right? Yep. And yep. So in this time with our kids every day, every morning we're saying, what's the picture of today look like? And we're just mapping it out. My, my kid, son's responding to that. My daughter's responding to that. More importantly, my wife and I are staying connected through this uncertain, wacky time. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect. A, a couple of months ago, we started doing a very similar thing. Melanie says, hey, what is your expectation for the rest of this day? Mm. You know, so we're on the same page because I, you know, all that stuff that you said, your your vision of a, a perfect husband, get out of the way, all this stuff, that's from family of origin, right? Absolutely. So, you know, if if I, oh, okay, yeah, this Saturday, I'm going to go to Home Depot. We're going to do this. You know, I'm going to go over here. I might take a, I might go hunting later or something like that. Well, that's definitely not in her plan yeah. for me, you know? So that's where we get in trouble with each other if if our expectations don't line up. So we just simply ask and communicate. So, hey, yeah, beautiful. what are your expectations of me, for us, for the, 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 the evening, for the rest of the or night? Or even the next hour. Like, I, what are we going to do right. for the next... Two hours. That's, that's, right. that's a great question to ask. And what I think is interesting is people don't think of simplifying it down to, to that simple of a level. Like, mm-hmm. don't make it complicated. Don't don't try to be cute about it. Like, I used to hope that Seth would guess what I wanted. Oh, to that's the worst, right? Yeah, it is yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah. It is the absolute worst. Because I'd be like, I want to have a fun, you know, like, let's go out on Friday. Mm-hmm. No, I don't tell him where. I don't tell him what I want to do. I don't tell him oh, how dude, long I want to Oh, dude, I'm the worst about that. Yes, yes. Right? And so what was happening, though, was that I was being too proud to tell him. I didn't want to actually say exactly what I wanted, but I wanted mm-hmm. him to know exactly what I wanted. That's right. Which was a recipe for total disaster. Assumptions, yeah. Yeah, and I think as he's home more now, it's... There's a little bit of confusion. I wouldn't say it's tension, but it's like, well, oh, he's home. He's going to clean. That's, That's what I would oh, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? That's and right, he's yeah. like, he literally before this call was like, I'm going to go in our room. I set up an office for myself. I'll see you in two hours. And I was like, mm. all right. And he's gone. Like, <laughs> right. That's fine. That's okay. That's right. I didn't, I wasn't anticipating that, but now I know. Uh, but it's as simple as saying, what does the next hour look like? Three hours, evening. What does the weekend look like? What exactly do we want to do? And I think... Um, 
who was it? Hogan, Chris Hogan said it, but I think it's a, it's just like a principle of, of public speaking where it's clarity is kindness or confusion mm. is unkind yeah, or something. Clear like is kind. That. That's right. Yeah. Clear yeah. is kind. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I thought when I heard him say that, I thought that is so beautiful. Mm. Like I've been being unkind to my mm. husband by hoping he could guess what I wanted and not telling him literally on purpose because I wanted to feel like a princess, mm. which is dumb. Well, and sometimes yeah. as husbands, I don't explain everything that I'm planning on doing for the next two hours, right? <laughs> so that I can kind of be like, whoa, whoa I was, right? So it goes both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It definitely does. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so so let's give, and we'll we'll wrap this up here a little sure. bit, but let's give listeners some actual real tips if, okay. if anything we're saying is resonating with them. And I'll let you go first and then copy what you say so I can sound smart. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, some some real tips if if people are struggling with this newfound role that we all are in, uh, there's there's not a single person in the United States that haven't been has not been affected by this. So one thing we're in it all together, but we are going to react and and uh, process it different ways. So maybe just a couple of quick tips for our listeners is like, hey, if you're feeling whatever, do this today and you'll feel better. I love it. So the first thing I would tell you is number one is, and y'all touched on this earlier, you have to make a plan for every day. Um, and I would even go as far as to expect tension um, for the first two or three or four days as your spouse, as your kids lean up against those new plans to see how firm they are, right? How strong those boundaries hold um, mm-hmm. and just expect it over the next few days. Um, I would ex- really recommend sitting down with your, your significant other and just saying the words, here's what the picture of today looks like in my head. What does it look like in your head? And just making sure everybody's on the same page. It's simple and it's easy. And that's everything for, are we going to party after the kids go to bed? Or are we going to, who's making dinner tonight? Like, are you have to leave to go to work? All those things just to make sure we're all on the same page. And then the third thing is I would spend as much effort as possible on the things you can control and let the other things go. Um, yeah. What that really means is turn off the computers and turn off the internets and turn off the TVs and just take this magical pause in humanity for a few weeks and just be with one another. Um, and I think we've all been spun out and exhausted for so long. We've all known we're living with no margin. Well, ta-da, mm-hmm. here we are, right? And so <laughs> yeah. I would just own it for what it is and, um, and really work to re-engage with one another. It could be a great mm-hmm. gift on the other side of this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I don't have anything to add I to do. that other than it's awesome. Well, maybe I do. Uh, sometimes it can, if, if we've been going like at a hundred for so long, you know, work, kids, stress, all this stuff, and then not having that really loud white noise dropping down mm-hmm. a couple levels can be anxiety producing too. Mm-hmm. We get know, addicted so. to the crazy, right? We get addicted to the, I mean, to the neurochemicals, right? Of go, 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 yeah. go, go, go. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah we're, there is going to be an adjustment period for all of us. Yeah, big time. So if any of that, uh, and well, I'll speak for myself even, if I find myself or other people find themselves anxious now because we've, we've, you know, geared down a couple of gears, just sit in it. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, this is an opportunity. It's literally an opportunity to change things that need to be changed. This has made us look at finances, our family time, how intentional we are, how secure our jobs are. All of this stuff, it's its really putting a laser beam focus on stuff that before we were just like skirting by and not even thinking about. So mm-hmm. yeah. we were able to ignore it before. And that was the one thing that I was going to say is that kind of in line with what you're saying is I feel like this is a great time for people because 
everything has slowed down. We have no choice and no say in the matter. Everything just slowed down. Now is the time where you can learn about the things that actually rejuvenate you as a person. Mm. And I think we don't do that nearly enough. I think we often run to, oh, Netflix, wine, and getting my nails done. No, those really don't tend to rejuvenate you as a human. I uh, love getting my nails done, though. Right. I think things <laughs> like, uh, you know, <laughs> yoga or exercise or taking walks with your children, the things that you thought you didn't have time for before, now you have time to try them out. Mm-hmm. And I would highly encourage people in this time to make those things a priority. Make discovering your um, the things that bring you joy and peace a priority that could be reading the Bible together with your kids or reading with your spouse or whatever it could be a many 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 things and so that's kind of uh, something I think is worth taking the time to do in this weird time of our history yeah yeah okay well um, for, guys. for folks who want to know more about you and get more of your resources I know you do blogs and all kinds of stuff tell people where they can find you you bet. I am. Um, I, the first place I would direct you is to DaveRamsey.com slash hope. Um, they are just living what they preach. And I'll tell you this, I've worked here for a few months behind closed doors. It's something else to be with a company that is practicing what they preach um, through these uncertain times. So they are just liquidating things, um, giving away things um, all across the country. And so the next couple of days, those things are going to be popping up. Just ways for people who are trapped in their house just to love one another, take care of one another, and start planning for what tomorrow may look wow. like. Um, I'll awesome. be, um, I'm new to the social media world. And so I've lived the last decade completely social media free, but I'm, I'm oh. on it now. So I'm figuring it out. Um, and you can find me at John Deloney um, for Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. All right. Cool. Yeah. And hopefully this will be the first of maybe a handful of series or whatever. Hundreds. 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 Millions. 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 No, of uh, of whatever. uh, And we'll, you know, kind of wrap our brains around it. Like, okay, how can we continue to add value and literally like become become a a trusted resource Mm -hmm. for couples who are like, pulling their hair out, you yeah. know, for, for all kinds of things or, or singles or college students or, or whoever it is, uh, mm-hmm. just to be there. And be I just want to say on behalf of the thousands and thousands of college students and young people I've worked with over the last decade, again, what y'all are providing people is just a picture of what this can look like, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of two people mm-hmm. who love each other and they're trying to make it work and do it right. Mm-hmm. And what a gift. And so thank y'all for being out in the space. It's just such a oh, gift. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome, Appreciate y'all. All right. Yeah. Well, awesome. thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah. Blessings, y'all. Y'all take care. All right. We'll see you soon, man. Bye. Bye.